At ViStar, we believe in better. Our members now have access to more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. <laughs> we survived a long time without an official countdown. Now we have one. Ken Willis, Goblin Kelly, Daytona Motor Miles. How are you, sir? I'm good. And say hi to our Facebook Live people. Hello, hello. Uh, we're going to talk about Dover. What was Dover? The White Cliffs of Dover. The White Cliffs of Dover. And then they're uh, now uh, the NASCAR boys are heading to the plains of Kansas. Kansas City, Kansas. Not to be confused, Kansas City, Missouri. Missouri. They're, they're very close they're to right each other. They're very other. close to each other. And um, sort of like there's two Vancouver's, right? right? Is there? Yeah. British Columbia and Washington. Is there? Vancouver, Washington. And uh, oh, I'm right about that, right? Yeah. Well, that's different. That's different countries. It though, is. Right? True. Yeah. Um, some would say that Kansas is a different country than <laughs> Missouri, but it's all one big uh, one big happy family out there in the square states. But uh, where were we? Oh, we're going to talk about what happened at Dover. A lot happened at Dover. We're going to go over that. You know that? I, a I, lot happened. I got you. Uh, it's odd, but a lot happened. What didn't happen was a dramatic race. Again, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about all that happened at Dover, including a little Kyle Busch, a little... Uh, uh, cancel the APB on Kyle Larson. He showed up. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Oh, we're going to do some, uh, yeah, yeah. Kyle Bush had a little bitching and whining, and we're going to get involved in that. Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin uh, had some issues. He was poisoned. Yes. The man uh, was poisoned, for God's and, sake. And not by the Russians. That was interesting. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk paint schemes that I hate. And uh, let's see. Later on, we're going to discuss Christopher Bell. He's batting 300. It's early in the season, but he's batting 300. And we'll also play the birthday game, of course, and uh, finish with a really bad joke. And we'll do all that uh, starting right after this short break. We're back. Ken Willis, Goblin, Kelly, Daytona Motor Mouse. Uh, Mark Truex won. Mark Truex Jr. won Dover. Uh, but I, you know, which is, and he won it in such dominating fashion that that's obviously a, a main storyline. 10 second wins, boy, that's like yesteryear. You know, that's so 1970. That's the you olden know? days. Yeah. So he stunk up the show. And it's funny uh, because. Is it funny? Is it really funny? <clears throat> well, we got done putting together our weekly NASCAR page, <laughs> and uh, which we normally do on Sunday night, Monday morning. Following a normal Saturday or Sunday, NASCAR race. this week, yeah. which is a syndicated page that goes to co- to countries, it goes to it newspapers does. around the country and our Canada. friends in Canada. So it goes to countries. Anyway, we usually do it, but it got uh, with the rain being run, rain, the race being run Monday <laughs> afternoon. We had to slap it together on the fly late Monday afternoon and get it to our uh, our folks who are uh, production people. Yeah. And so we hustled, got that done in pretty good order, man. It was really good timing. I was proud of us. And I pack up my little Charlie Brown lunchbox and my my satchel and hit head for the door. <laughs> and just before you head for the door, 
you hear Goblin Kelly say, you know, it's a little weird that it's taken so long for them to get us the official race results. Yeah, because that was like an hour later. Yeah. Start thinking, well, you know it is. And then he just looks at me, I look at him, I go, oh, no, is this going to be the first <laughs> instance of a driver, a winner gets DQ. A guy wins by 10 seconds. Yes, and you reminded me of that as yeah. I was leaving. And I said, well, I'm going to get out of here before you know it hits the fan yeah and uh i was about halfway home and i got the thumbs up text from you saying yeah everybody passed inspection yes so yeah so thank that god would, that would have been thank horrible. you for being i think we owe uh martin truex jr at uh, that big thank you for being legal i'm going to uh thank the boys in tech for maybe looking the other way on a few things <laughs> he did win by 10 seconds you know uh, we mentioned Kyle Larson, Alex Bowman, second straight runner-up finish. Kyle Larson finally gets in there, finishes third, his first top five of the year. Uh, your reactions to all of the above before we talk about some other things that happened there. Um, Bowman, that's an interesting. That is interesting. We wrote off Talladega as a as a he, mini. Flip. He actually wrote off, Talladega. yeah, because that was a plate race, yeah. you know, a non-plate plate race. And he finished second. That happens at Daytona and Talladega. Right. That can happen. Right. And so we said, all right, let's see if he goes back to form going forward. But he goes to Dover and finishes second. Right. Now it's a distant second. It was like winner of the B, the B flight. But, <laughs> yeah, but good still, news, he was, news. But still, he was finished ahead of 30-some others, you know, 36 or 7 others. So is that that's obviously seems like a good sign for Hendrick Motorsports and Bowman in particular. Right? Right? Well, let me. Uh, I want to talk like a like a millennial, dude. Dude, it's the twenty and somethings. They're coming up, dude. Yeah, they're coming up. They're coming up. They're coming up to get you. That's a is that a millennial voice? Well, it's the best I can do <laughs> no, <laughs> with an old guy. Yeah, voice by. dude. I don't, hey, yeah. dude. But what's his name? Uh, Billy Byron ran all right, too. Yeah, okay. I'm telling you. Jimmy Johnson's still back there, kind of like well, in that middle tier. He's he's 43. So, yeah. you know, uh, the 20 the something guys are starting right. to exert their force all on right. this series. All right, what about, uh, well, Martin Truex is pushing 40, for God's sake. And he won by 10 seconds. Did we mention that? Yeah. Did you see how out of breath he was after the race? Speaking of out of breath, Denny <laughs> Hamlin. We haven't we haven't heard uh, the words carbon and monoxide strung together uh, recently. Yeah, not really. Not really since Rick Mass had to give up yeah. racing because it was so bad in his system. Yeah, the old guys they used to eat carbon monoxide now, for breakfast. Let me ask you a question: yeah. Is there anything that you've uh, inhaled, drank, or ate that you cannot do anymore? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, I I, had, I can't eat ham really? because of the salt bloats content. The, the the salt content's too high. Yeah, it just bloats you. Huh? And it, no, it worse. It gives it makes my blood pressure go up. Holy mackerel! Yeah, I don't take uh, BP medicine at all, yeah. so I'm very self aware of my salt intake. Yeah, I'll be darned. And I can't. You slap a big old piece of ham in front of me, and I'll just have to slap it back. Cause, <sighs> Give it to Denny Hamlin. He now, can, have you changed your mind? Is there anything that you can't no. inhale, drink, or eat? <laughs> no. No, I'm still good. Still good. Uh, he got so he got his car got dinged at Dover. Sounds like a song. He was dinged at Dover. And uh, 
something in the uh, like must have messed up the vent venting system exhaust or something. He got a little uh, got some carbon monoxide fumes inside the cockpit, and he had to be treated after the race. What feeling yeah. too good? He, uh, according to the Associated Press, yeah, it says here. Danny Hamlin suffered from nausea and double vision from carbon monoxide that seeped into his Toyota. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway. Uh, do we have a clip of that? Yeah, we do. Something tells me we have a clip we, of that. They had a uh, Pocono. Pocono. Pocono uh, had uh, Danny, Danny on a conference call with all the local guys yeah. around that track. And uh, right at the end, he puked. <laughs> no, he could have snorted. Did he snort? He, he could have. But uh, right at the end, the the AP guy yeah. in that area, it's like, whoa, I got a question. Don't you know? Because they asked all these softball questions, yeah. and so the AP guy asked him about getting sick last week at Dover, getting dinged. Yeah, dinged at, at Dover. Dover. Yep, and then. You know the the Puking. effects of such. So you're gonna missing the toilet bowl because they had double vision. <laughs> There's two toilet bowls here, and I picked the wrong damn one. Help me so with anyway, my... we got a clip from that. Okay. You want to get rid of the Facebook Live people first? Oh, okay. Well, say goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Tell them where they can find us. I don't know. Motor Mouse Daytona Motormouse dot com. Daytona Motormouse dot com. Okay. And. Um, we've got a lot of different things that we didn't cover in our Facebook Live. Which yeah. we'll do now that they're going. We're going to keep talking. Yeah. And, yeah. Go, yeah. So, anyway, see y'all later. Thank you. And we're going to hear from Denny Hamlin right about now. Was there, were there fumes in your car or, or what happened? Yeah. Yeah, we knocked the right response panel out, which is kind of the worst possible case scenario uh, in the sense of the uh, carbon monoxide. So, I had some pretty high CO2 levels and, uh, you know, just really felt nauseous, had some double vision and whatnot. So that that kind of hampered our, our, the very end of the race course, but certainly wasn't a deciding factor in, you know, kind of whether we raced good or bad. But, um, you know, it was just a tough race in general. Uh, that was one of the more physically grueling racetracks that we go to anyway. Uh, then when you do something like that and you knock your, knock your crush panels out, it's going to make it even worse. All right, poor Denny. You know, normally, uh, coincidentally, you'd have to eat it at Denny's to get those symptoms, I think. <laughs> um, oh. Beaten Dover to death, almost. You know what? We're almost done with Dover. We are? We're going to get back to Dover, but we're going to do it right after this. All right, we're back. Ken Wallace, Goblin, Kelly, Daytona Motor Mouse, and uh, the second segment of the show, which we like to refer to as... You'll get that in big-time auto racing. You know, we haven't explained that in a while. David Poole used to say that all the time. The late David Poole. He was a Charlotte Observer motorsports writer. Something weird or odd or stupid would happen during the course of a race weekend. And he would just blurt out somewhere along the way, (laughs) you'll get that big-time auto racing. So, anywho. So, in his memory, we keep keep that alive. David Poole, rest in peace. Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch. He does not. Uh, he's not happy if he ain't winning. Lucky for him, he wins a lot. Yeah. Uh, he finished tenth at Dover. Barely. He, yep. Yep. He now has started the season with eleven straight top ten season, top ten races, top ten finishes. Jeez, why is that so hard to say? Eleven straight top tens to start a year. 
which ties a record set in 1990 by a name you have not heard in a while. Yep. And it is Morgan Shepard. Wonder if he was in that Folgers car when he did that. Uh, well, it's the number 15. But uh, more, right? But more. But yeah. more, sir. I don't know if they had the Folgers. I don't know either. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, he was one of many guys who raced for Bud Moore, and and you know he's pushing eighty now and still pushes his car out there for the Xfinity you wanna, races. You want to hear something ironical? Yep. Because I checked, you know, as we do here at the News Journal, we yeah. triple check all of our facts. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, double check the rumors. Kyle Busch finished tenth uh-huh. to keep his streak alive in mm-hmm. Dover. Yes. Shepard finished 10th at Daytona to start his streak. That's, I thought she had something good. That's kind of just, just weird. It's a weird numerical thing. I know, but I thought yeah. it would be interesting. After okay. doing all the research, I was like well, trying to find... if you look find, something up, yeah, if you spend time looking it up, you might as well now make the, use of it. The closest he came uh, to winning was at Atlanta, and yeah. he finished second. And then you look at Kyle Busch's streak, and he's got three wins. Yeah. Morgan Shepard, remember his, during the, his best days, he owned Atlanta there for a couple oh, of yeah. years. Yeah, like, it was like Kyle Petty at Rockingham for those yeah. couple of years. Yeah. I mean, he would win there in cars that were middle-of-the-pack cars. Yeah. There was just something about... Yeah. about like a duck to water yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah. yeah. Atlanta. So, but Kyle, that doesn't mean... That, so, I guess knowing 11 straight top 10s to start a season... You would think yeah, you, Kyle Busch must have just been giddy with excitement to tie that record, right? <laughs> right? He must have just been thrilled after the race and blowing up party balloons and and uh, kissing them babies and shaking babies and hands and not so fast, my not friend. Not so fast, yeah, yeah. He he was he doesn't like tenth place finishes, especially when he's in a, and, and he's even if he had to hustle to get that tenth place finish. I got his I got his uh, words right here. You ready? Yeah, I'll, yeah right, go. use your announcer voice. Uh, asked if the aero package contributed to Bush's tough day, the driver said, The package sucked. No bleeping question about it. It's terrible. But all I can do is bitch about it, and, and it will fall on deaf ears, and we'll come back here with the same thing in the fall. Asked if he had any consolation in an 11th consecutive top 10, Bush said, It'd be nice to win more. He doesn't talk like that. Why do I? No. Why am I doing that? He's from Vegas. Yeah, he's from Vegas. It'd be nice to win more. It'd be nice to run better. It's. It'd be nice to lead laps. This was a real bad weekend for us. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, if it's when Tony Stewart did it, when when he used to complain often, it was about the tires with him. Oh dear. Uh, you you kind of just said that's that's just Tony. That's what's what you get. When er- if Earnhardt did it, everybody generally said, "Yeah, what's going on?" If Earnhardt doesn't like it, it must suck, right? You know, because he had that reputation. But when Kyle does this, nobody—it's like you, ugh, you know, because he just doesn't have that tough guy, you know, persona, right? Yeah, he just comes across as a, you know, as a whiner. Yeah, I think I just, and I don't know if that's right or wrong, fair just, or foul, but that's just the way it seems to come across to a lot of people. I can just see Richard Shoulders taking off his watch right now. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, he grew the beard trying to toughen up yeah. a little bit, but uh, no, just can't quite pull off the, can't quite pull off the Earnhardt or to a lesser degree Tony Stewart. You know? Yeah, I think you've got. I think you kind of hit it when you said he. I think you said. 
I don't know. No. Maybe I heard it in my mind. Did you? The voices in my head. Uh, he's, he has a tendency to like more than like whine than complain. Yeah. And there's a big difference between the two. Yeah. You never heard Earnhardt whining per se. Yeah. If he did, he would, you, you know, make it a masculine. <laughs> a masculine wine? Yeah. yeah. A fine wine. A fine wine. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's the difference. Well, you know who else complained is uh, it's not a good week for NASCAR because uh, Levine, who's, why am I forgetting his first name? Bob? Bob Levine. Levine Family uh, Racing. Yeah. He's uh, got one of the middle of the pack cars. They get, they're getting a little bit better this year with, yeah. with the Toyota help. Uh, but he was also uh, bad mouthing the arrow and uh, uh, horsepower package that the cars have this year that was supposed to tighten things up and give us a thrill a minute. But we're still waiting, aren't we? No, waiting. No, no. not waiting anymore. No, we're not waiting. Going to live with this. Um, I every every track we go to, we go to. We the go NASCAR to. goes to. Um, there's always somebody that's like the optimist. Yeah. And I think it was uh, Bowman this week. Bowman was, and Chase Elliott. They were both very optimistic. They said that if this thing is going to work, then Kansas Speedway is the place where it's going to work the best. All right. So I think. It seems to me that there's some similar tracks to Kansas that have already been run. But the thing is, is like Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta is like a bumpy country road, you know. Take me home. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, all these tracks have like a similar look, but they're really different. You know what? I'm having a flashback. Oh, here we go. Last week. I do recall you suggesting that the Talladega win for Chase Elliott was a harbinger, unless it's a harbinger harbinger of things to come that this will continue this is going to launch him and i said no yeah plate races do not do no such thing right and i think i remember telling you in fact you said you said chase elliott is going to win at dover and i said no he will finish fifth where did he finish where did he start the hell's that got to do with it <laughs> well they helped my cause a little bit <laughs> Not mine at all he, 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 he scored a win at, did he yeah, yeah. On friday yeah yeah so he started he, from he the pole he, i don't get to do this often let he, me gloat he led the most laps oh it did he now yes that's cute he led the yeah. most laps he started yeah. from the pole but how many cars finished Cross the checkered flag line, whatever i'm trying to say <laughs> how many cars uh crossed under the checkered flag before he did I believe there was uh, four cars. That, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, let me uh, let me enjoy that moment. Uh, uh, let me just sit here for a second and bask. Well, you want to you want to just skip ahead to Kansas because I've got my guy for Kansas. Mm-hmm. No, we'll do that at the at the end. Oh, okay. Before we leave, you'll get that big time auto racing. Uh, you know what else you'll get? What that paint schemes that piss oh, me off. Oh man! They reveal, now, if they're if you're gonna have a special paint scheme. I'm okay with this one because they they're doing it in the All Star race. But you're 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 you've got to reiterate what your position. Reiterate, yeah, yeah. What yeah. your what your position is on paint schemes. Te- teams, cars, and by car number, by team, whatever, should have a unified uh, a universal. They color should be scheme. assigned a universal. Yeah, scheme. a color scheme. Yeah, and they should have to run that color scheme regardless of your sponsor, regardless of the like. If you're say if Target was involved again. 
you know, you want it to be red. But, you know, regardless, because these teams change sponsors, they have several different sponsors to get them through the year. And with each one comes a different paint scheme. And so when your mom turns the race on Sunday afternoon, she can't find Chase Elliott or she can't find uh, Kevin Harvick or she can't find, you know, Brad Keselowski or whoever because the car doesn't look the same as it did last week. I, you know so what? that irritates me. You know what? It's gotten to the point where I can't, I can't figure out the car. Sure. I mean, Unless you see the number, and yeah. you can't always see the number. No. Uh, so, or the writing on the wall. Yeah. Uh, so I, anyway, Kevin Harvick's got this goofy paint scheme that his team's going to run for the All Star Charlotte All Star race. The promotional aspect of it was that uh, his sponsor Bush Beer said that if he does not win the championship race last year, they basically wagered a paint scheme, is what they're saying. Right. And so it's going to be a pink car, and it's got a bunch of millennial garbage on it, and it's uh, and it's just kind of it, it. It looks cool. Fine for the all-star race. Unfortunately, this type of thing is carried out. You know, it'll be carried out the next week too. He'll have the next two races. His cars will probably have two different looks. Right. You know, for the Coke Six Hundred and then whatever follows that. So that's the that's where it irritates me. And ugh, ugh. and you know, we can blame for this. Uh, Earnhardt. No vinyl wrapping. Oh yeah. Because now that they wrap the cars, yeah, they don't paint them. Paint, yeah. There, you can take. We can take your pick 'em up truck. Yeah. We can put a design on it. Mm-hmm. And then tomorrow we can peel it off and put a new design on it. I mean, that's how easy it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, so I'm doomed for now. Yeah. But I do like the idea. And I think NASCAR really should give it some thought of assigning colors, you know, either w- with a, a lottery or, you know, put, you know, come up with <coughs> different color schemes. Yeah. And say, okay, you know, the champion gets to pick first. You know, and then, you know go go or by just assign it to a, to a, to the team, so that like yeah. all the Penske cars. And really, like I mean, if you turn on any car race, you always knew the Penske cars because I they mean, were red and white. And if you really think about it, you know, if you put a little more thought into it, yep. you really only need like the top twenty cars because yep. they're the ones out front all the time. All right, I'll take what I can get. You know, we're done with this segment. And let me remind people that in motorcycle racing, mm-hmm. if you're the champion, you carry a red plate. So uh, that differentiates uh, you from interesting. the other. Yeah, the peasants. The peasants, that's yeah. right. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we're back to close out another Daytona Motor Mouse. Ken Willis got with uh, green-white checkers. Christopher Bell now has three wins and ten starts this year down in the Xfinity Series, batting 300, and he has no uh, all dressed up, no place to go. You know, he's just sitting down there waiting. A lot of variables go into these things, you know? Yeah. He's got to have, you know, he's with the Gibbs team, but all four Gibbs seats are filled at the cup level. Uh, only one guy, Eric Jones, is in the final year of his contract. But you know you got to get the you got to have the right team you got to have the car within that team the sponsors have to be okay with it and you have to have the availability basically you have to have a place to put a guy right so right now he's just his futures and a in flux because a couple of weeks ago we talked about him in here and you guaranteed me that Eric Jones will still be in the number twenty car next year yes he will which I would not bet against because I mean he's he's a good racer. He had a good race this week. He's a good little racer. Good little racer. Yeah. Good little racer. And um, so that being said, 
and nobody else at Team Gibbs looking like, you know, Truex ain't going anywhere. Kyle Busch ain't going anywhere. Right. Of course, Kyle Busch could always implode and, uh, and, and shoot himself in the foot and uh, have to go somewhere else because it happened, you know, that's the kind of thing that happened to his brother a couple times. So, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, nothing's out of the, nothing's out of question, I guess. Yeah. But uh, I think, again, I think if they want to hold on to him, They'll create something. I mean, Toyota has the resources. They can loan them out, too. Yeah. We talked about that. They can loan them out to another another manufacturer, even. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, his future is bright. I mean, there's just no question about it. And um, it's funny uh, not knowing that he was going to be a, you know on our list today. Yeah. I listen to his uh, post-race win interview yeah. hoping somebody would ask him like hey have you got any feelers yeah. about the cup and nobody mentioned no, it. no cup feelers no <laughs> nobody mentioned any Awful cup feelers. personal but, yeah. nobody mentioned it all right you want to play the birthday game yeah before we get out of here each week i uh <clears throat> find several birthdays from the racing universe Coming up over the course of the coming week, Mr. Kelly guesses their age, and he's very good at it. Today, as we sit here in the pod, it is birthday time. It is birthday day for Bobby Labonte. Bobby? Bobby. Well, it's birthday. Well, maybe not my birthday, but it is. Well, I guess not the actual day I was born on, but yeah. Yeah, pretty much is, I guess. Yeah. It's my birthday. All right. So. Well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess probably. Bobby. So, uh, dang. Woo! <laughs> I got hurt. Hello. Hello. Bobby Labonte, give, me, give it to me. What you got? Bobby Labonte. Bobby Labonte is, uh, okay, I got to go to Terry. Terry is my age, so I got to. Really? Ba- yeah, I got to. I got to back it down to, Okay, so smoking uh, from the ears right now. Folks. I'm gonna say 58. Wow, it's a little off off for you. 55, Bobby Labonte. Oh, that was my first choice. Oh, got one for you Thursday. Here's a we're going a little bit uh, off off the main stage. Tim Fedoa. Tim Fedoa, mostly a little good little bush racer. Back in the day, back in the day, second generation. Do you know what Tim Fedoa does now? What? I think he's Kevin Harvick's spotter. He's a spotter. He's a spotter for Kevin. That's what happens to all these guys. In our business, you uh, you know, and, and a lot of businesses, people, uh, the the job disappears and they go into real estate. And racing, you become a spotter. Yeah, Ten feet away. A little I, bush racer. Good I, little bush racer. I talked. I did a spotter story last year. Did and, you ask him how old he was? And I did, failed to ask him how old he was. Mm-hmm. Well, then take a shot. Uh... I think this is a trick question. I'm going to say 55. <laughs> Why would that make it a trick question? Because the previous guy is 55? No, Tim Fita was 52. There is a trend, though. You're guessing three years hot. Though. You're a little above. You're, you're, you're missing by three years yeah. so far. <clears throat> uh, we're going to venture away from uh, fenders to the open wheel world Friday. Helio Castroneves. Helio. Helio. Oh man, he's, Neves. The thing about him is he's so young. He's yeah. got such a young spirit. Yeah, you know, you want to sure say, is. oh, he's like he 30. must be sixteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he first came up, that last name was hyphenated, Castro Nevis. Remember, and I think he ran it all together because you know of the Fidel thing. 
<laughs> Seriously, you know, didn't want bad pub, didn't want people thinking we ain't letting we ain't letting no commie race around here. So anyway, wanted to make sure everybody knew that he wasn't related. So now it's Castro Nevis instead of Castro Nevis. Or we just call him Elio. Elio. Anyway, it's birthday's Friday. Take a shot. Uh, We're running out of tape on the okay, real to real. So I'm gonna say forty three. You're getting better. 44. Okay. He's 44. Thank God. Uh, here we go. Now off the main stage again. We're reaching next Monday. One of the one of those Wisconsin boys, Rich Bickle. Bick? Rich Bickle. The Bick? Yes. Also a Bush guy. Yeah. Ran, ran a few years of Cup. When he ran Cup, he was like in his early 40s, for God's really? sake. Yeah. Well, then you should be able to figure this out. 62. 58. Boy, you're hot today. Just right over edge. Right over the edge. Ugh. All right, one more next Tuesday. You're going to get this one next Tuesday. Steve Latart, former juniors crew chief, now juniors partner there at NBC in the on the broadcast so he team. Was, he was younger, but he's he's got an old soul. So I'm going to say forty. You went out a winner. Ah, Steve Latart turns forty next week. Yes, thank Going God. All right, tell us a book uh, joke from the book of dad jokes, and then we can. Hit the road. Dad jokes, bad jokes, and puns inspired by dads, written by, or I don't know if this is written by, I think it may yeah. be compiled. Compiled, yeah. Jack Duncan. Keep on the funny side. So now we're, we're turning to page side. 80. Anybody turning 80? On the funny side of life. No. It's a joke 142. Okay. All right. Why couldn't the pirate dad play cards? Why couldn't the pirate dad play cards? Right. Why couldn't the pirate dad? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nah, can't, don't have it. What is it? Why? Why couldn't the pirate dad play cards? Because he was sitting on the deck. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, not bad. Keep on the funny side. All right, we'll take that one. Ken Willis, Goblin Kelly, this has been another Daytona Motor Mouse uh, podcast. Epic. If you want, if you want epic to podcast. For a free transcript. In the world of podcasts. Right, the Merkel Press. That, <laughs> remember that? Yeah. Uh, and I said transcript. I got that. Just, yeah. Right. I'm editing myself as I go along. Uh, we better get going here. Yeah. All right. I, Anything before we go? I think I'm getting carbon monoxide poisoning. Hey, TotoMotorMouse.com. And uh, we'll, be, we'll, we'll try harder next time. See you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal.